Warehouse Kicks. We talk about sneakers, sneaker culture, and the people who create and consume it. And today we are talking about how to build a sneaker collection on a budget. Because let's face it, sneakers aren't cheap. Even if all you wear are chucks, in order to amass enough of them to denote a collection, we're talking hundreds if not thousands of dollars. And if you're a collector with deep pockets and the goal is to acquire all of the newest and hottest sneakers no matter the cost, you could be paying thousands on the resale market for a single pair. But if all you want to wear is chucks, you don't need my help. They're available in every store that sells brand name footwear in every color you could want and for more or less the same price every time. And if you're a collector with deep pockets and are willing to pay whatever it costs to have the best of the best, you also don't need my help. Just hop on eBay or StockX and get shopping. I'm here today for the rest of us, the people who want a large and diverse collection but who are on a budget. And I'm going to start with zero. I'm going to pretend that you have a single pair of shoes to your name and you want to expand that into a full-fledged collection. So in part one, the first thing we're going to do is set aside a few hundred bucks and grab the staples. If you're just starting off your sneaker collection, you're going to want a bedrock of half a dozen or so classic stylish kicks that go with everything and that you can get for a reasonable price. There's no reason to start a sneaker collection off by buying a $300 pair of Yeezys or spending $500 on a single Jordan collab on the resale market when you can use that $500 to buy a different sneaker for almost every day of the week. By the way, I live in Canada, so when I talk about the price of things, I'm talking about the CAD price. Adjust the price to fit your country's currency as needed. Okay, the first staple that you want to grab is a pair of Chucks. Converse Chuck Taylor All-Stars. Chucks are 75 bucks a pop and you can get them anywhere at any time from any place that doesn't sell its own brand of shoe. Chucks are great because they have a timeless style. They go with shorts, pants, dresses. You can put on a black pair with a suit if you want to. They come in a high cut or low cut version and in every color that you could think of. And they're always available. Converse is owned by Nike now and like Nike's Air Force One, they just keep making more. They'll basically never sell out. The other great thing about Chucks on a budget is that they are so available you can usually find a pair on sale somewhere if you aren't picky about the color. I just did a quick Google search and found pairs in my area for 40, 50, and 60 bucks. There is literally no better shoe to start your collection with. Plus, if you want a little more comfort and durability than the classic All-Stars provide, because one drawback about these shoes is that the thin canvas upper isn't great for winter. You can spend an extra 20 bucks and get the Chuck 70s. The 70s are a remaster of the classic All-Stars with more durable canvas uppers and thicker rubber outsoles. They also have an ortholite footbed for more squish underfoot and the shoes are made of a thicker material. I've worn 70s during the winter here in Canada and while I wouldn't take them on a hike in the mountains in December, for running around they were just fine. The second staple you need is the aforementioned Nike Air Force One in either all white or all black. Not only is the this the most iconic Nike sneaker, it's the most wearable. I know not everyone likes chunk, chunky midsoles, and I know not everyone likes all-white sneakers, but I'm telling you, you can pull these off with most of the clothes in your closet. Yes, they're everywhere, and yes, you'll be wearing the same shoes as half the people at the mall, but you'll be comfortable, you'll be stylish, and as a bonus, you'll be taller. They cost a little more than Chucks at $145, but like Chucks, you can usually find them on sale. 
And if you're not crazy about the all-white aesthetic, you can find plenty of slight variations to suit your tastes. I don't actually own a pair of all-white Air Forces, but I do own a pair that's all-white on top with a gum-soled bottom, a pair that's all-white with a black swoosh, and a pair that's all-black with a white swoosh. Nike's in the middle of their Color of the Month campaign for the Air Force line. They've released dozens of different colorways, and most of them are easily had for retail or less. Those are more expensive, though, at about $190, as they include more premium materials and heritage detailing. So you're better off sticking with the 145 Classics and trying to find them on sale. Our third staple is another nearly all-white sneaker and another classic mainstay in footwear fashion, the Adidas Stan Smith. The stands are a tennis shoe that have been around since 1965 and they have not changed much at all since then. They're a low-cut, mostly white sneaker with green hits and Adidas three-stripe perforations on the sides. They are as plain and as classic a look as you can get. Like the Chucks, they aren't great winter shoes, but also like the Chucks, you should be able to find them on sale. At retail, they're around $130, but I actually just bought my wife a pair from Amazon for $89. And if you don't like the little hits of green, you can find the shoe in many different styles and colors. It's the white and green for me, though, a classic style that goes with everything. I've mentioned several sneakers that aren't great for winter, so let me now pivot to a staple that is good for winter and isn't even technically a sneaker. I mean, if you live in New York City, you already know, but those of us up here in Canada love our butters, too. Yes, I'm talking about the Timberland 6-inch premium work boot. Tims were made famous in New York City by drug dealers who liked that they could wear them in the winter and could wear them on the tougher city streets and not have to worry about cutting the bottoms of their feet on discarded needles and broken drug vials. As the rap scene in the city exploded in the 90s, Tims became a fashion staple in streetwear, and while still technically a boot made for construction workers, have become an essential fashion item seen on the feet of everyone from Rihanna to J-Lo to Pharrell to Jake Gyllenhaal. Tims are a little more expensive than the other staples on this list, costing a somewhat painful $220 for the classic 6-inch premium version. However, the money's worth it, even if you're on a budget. I would actually say especially if you're on a budget, because these boots last forever. They have a waterproof nubuck upper with triple stitching holding it together, an unbreakable rubber outsole, and a soft padded leather collar. I've had a pair for five years, wear them every winter, and they look basically the same as the day I bought them. This makes Tim's a great choice for kids, who tend to shred through sneakers faster than should be humanly possible. The classic wheat-colored boots are the most stylish and versatile, but Tim's come in every color combination you could want, and they're always collaborating with designers. I have a pair of OVO Tim's and a pair of Kith Tim's in my collection, although the collabs usually cost more. The OVO and Kith boots both cost around 300 bucks a pop. The uppers of the boots are insulated, so they're surprisingly warm for a construction boot, but you can find ones with fur lining if you're going to be out in especially cold weather. The classic wheat 6-inch premium Tims that everyone loves rarely go on sale. They sell well enough that they don't really need to put them on sale, but if you're not picky about the color, you can find the non-wheat versions on sale on a regular basis. The all-black Tims, for example, are super stylish and easy to find on a discount somewhere, especially in the off-season. I just did some digging around and found pairs for 95 bucks, which is a steal for boots that will probably last you a decade's worth of winters. 
By the way, the reason New Yorkers call Timberlands butters is because the new buck upper is so soft and smooth it feels like butter. The last staple I'll suggest to get your sneaker collection off on the right foot is the New Balance 574. The 574 is New Balance's cheapest and most widely available silhouette. In Canada, they go for 115 retail, but don't let the price point fool you. These are incredibly comfortable, versatile sneakers with top-notch materials for the price. New Balance is not a cheap brand. These aren't the no-name runners you find at H&M. Their sneakers typically reside in the $250 range or higher, but as I said in the New Balance deep dive episode we did a few weeks back, you get what you pay for. The softest suede, the most buttery leathers, the most comfortable footbeds. For $250, New Balance gives you more than most. But if you don't have $250 for kicks, the 115.574s are a perfect compromise. No, they're not as well made and don't feature the premium materials that their more expensive siblings do, but I promise you will be getting more bang for your $100 than the other sneakers in this price range. And like the sneakers I've already mentioned, they come in lots of color options and you can always find them on sale. Again, after a quick search, I found all kinds of 574s for around about 80 bucks a pop. They may be dad shoes, but they're dad shoes that you'll find on the feet of supermodels and fashionistas the world over. I gave you a winter boot option, so now let's talk slides. Slides are the go-to sandal of choice for the fashion conscious. Easy to put on, easy to take off. They somehow find a way to look good with socks and designer slides have become a major thing in the past couple of years. But we're not here to talk about $500 Balenciaga or $700 Gucci slides. We're here to talk about the slides that look good, feel good, and take it easy on your checking account. My favorites are the Adidas Adelette Comfort Slides. 45 bucks and widely available, although the more popular colors can sell out quickly this time of year. For less than 50 bucks, these slides check all the boxes. They look good, they're crazy comfortable on foot, and come in a variety of styles. Less comfortable but more stylish is the Adidas Adelette 22 slides. These are a knockoff of sorts of Adidas' own Yeezy slides, something Kanye West took umbrage with when the images of the new slides first appeared. They look like rock formations and would go with a variety of outfits working just as well at the beach or running errands. They're a little more expensive than the comfort slides, costing $70 retail, but you can usually find them on sale. And speaking of the Yeezy slides, they are definitely the most comfortable slides I've ever felt. It truly feels like you're walking on a marshmallow. They do have some drawbacks though. They're 90 bucks, and that's if you can find them for retail. Some of the more popular colors can go for as much as $250 on the resale market. And they're made by Kanye West, which is enough on its own for many people to want to stay away. And I wouldn't blame them. There are truthfully hundreds of different slides out there to choose from, from designer to no name. But in my estimation, Adidas rules the slide game and has done so for many years. And I don't think there's a better option for less than 50 bucks than the Adidas Comfort Slide. There are lots and lots of sneaker-related footwear choices out there for reasonable prices, but if you start your collection off with these six staples, you're well on your way to a well-rounded, timelessly stylish collection of cool kicks that go with everything and didn't break the bank, especially if you can find them on sale. In part two, we're going to go beyond the staples and expand our net into the fun but cruel world of sneaker collecting on a budget, right? 
after this. Finding a pair of Chucks for $40 or a pair of Stan Smiths for $90 is all well and good, but what if you want something a little more limited? What if you want some Jordans or some Yeezys or a pair of the $250 New Balances we talked about earlier? How do you acquire Grails while staying on a budget? The most obvious answer is to look for sales. AF1s and New Balance 574s might be easy to find on sale throughout the year, but High heat product, as Nike refers to it, usually sells out so quick it doesn't even have a chance to go on sale. So if it's Travis Scott, Jordan's You're After, or some other limited edition collab that typically resells for over $1,000 a pair, I can't help you. If, however, you're not super picky, you can easily find a Jordan or a cool Adidas or Converse or Puma collab for a deal. The sneaker industry is in a period of transition. Owing to several factors, including a global recession and fast-rising inflation, people aren't buying sneakers the way they were a couple of years ago. There are lots of so-called high-heat products just sitting on shelves, and anytime a sneaker that was expected to do well doesn't, you can usually find it on the secondary market for less than retail. Take a Jordan 1. A couple of years ago, Jordan 1s would fly off the shelves and be reselling for a couple of hundred dollars over retail the next day. Now, unless it's a limited edition collab or an all-time classic colorway like the Chicago, Jordan 1s are sitting. The Jordan 1 Lucky Green, True Blue, Taxi, Skyline, White Cement, all of these Jordan 1s are unique and classic looking colorways that are selling below their retail price. And this is just the one. The same thing is happening to the Jordan 2, 3, 5, 6, and 7, all silhouettes that used to do very well. The Air Jordan 4 is basically the only Jordan sneaker that sells out in every colorway on a regular basis. So start your collection expansion by searching out the deals. Go on Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, StockX, or eBay and start scrolling. Getting a sneaker for $50 under retail won't be hard. The second thing you can do is enter the resale game. A couple of years ago, I would have said that buying and reselling sneakers is a great side hustle to make a little extra cheddar, but today I would say it's a gamble at best. There are still sneakers that sell above retail. Anything Jordan 4, as I mentioned, anything Travis Scott, Adidas has started releasing their remaining Yeezy inventory, so depending on the sneaker, you might be able to make some money on those. Then again, people are still not crazy about wearing Kanye West branded clothing these days, so the best way to resell is if that's what you want to do, is to buy low and sell high. Or do some research, figure out what sneakers aren't hot right now but might be in the future, buy a few pairs, and sit on them. Hopefully they appreciate in value. This is tough to do on a budget though, and it's tough to do when no one really knows what sneaker will hit and what sneaker will sit these days. Even the Air Jordan 4 SB, one of the most acclaimed and hyped up sneakers of the past few months, has dropped in resale value by about $200 or more since they first released. Like I said, people can't afford and aren't willing to pay $700 for a $300 sneaker anymore. But if you can find someone who's trying to get rid of a Jordan sneaker people like and buy it for below market value, you can maybe make 50 bucks off of it and put that towards a sneaker that you do want for your own collection. If you go the resale route though, I can't say enough that 
It's a gamble and an easy way to get saddled with a bunch of sneakers you don't want that you can't get rid of. It's also worth noting that resellers are generally despised by those in the sneaker community who actually want to wear their kicks and not just buy them all up in order to make 20 or 30 bucks when they resell them back to that same community. But I'm sure if anyone asks and you make it clear you're selling them to build up your own personal sneaker collection, they'll go a little easier on you. The third thing you can do is find your nearest sneaker consignment or resale shop and wheel and deal there. Most major metropolitan cities in Canada and the U.S. will have a shop that buys, sells, and trades sneakers. They won't give you as much as they're worth, and the sneakers they sell will be priced above what you would pay on Marketplace, StockX, or eBay. But if you have a few pairs of kicks you don't wear, even if they're used and you want to put them towards a pair you'll wear, you'll wear all the time, consignment or resale shops are a good option. The fourth thing you can do is open a bank account that's just for sneakers. Because once you get addicted to the buying and selling of kicks, it's super easy to overextend your budget and your credit on shoes and realize at the end of the month that you just spent your mortgage or your car payment on Jordans. Open a basic checking account and begin putting all your disposable income in it. Obviously, if you have a partner you share money with, you'll have to confer with them at on what does or does not include money deemed disposable. But if they're anything like my partner, they'll appreciate you having your own financial avenue with which to feed your habit. Which ties into the fifth thing you can do to buy sneakers on a budget. Get a freaking job. Seriously though, if you want extra money for kicks and you can squeeze it into your schedule, grabbing a second job is a great way to fill that brand new sneaker checking account. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. If you're working 80 hours a week, you'll end up hating the sneakers you buy with that money anyway, so just... Find something part-time and low-stress that helps keep your feet looking fresh. Because at the end of the day, and you may not want to hear this, but it is part of being an adult, if you can't afford to buy sneakers, you shouldn't be buying them. Take care of yourself, take care of the people who depend on you, and after that, if there's money left over for kicks, buy some. If you had to work extra hard for those, you'll appreciate them more. I think it was Cardi B that recently said that having everything gets boring after a while. Luckily then, those of us on a budget never have to worry about that. But we do have to be wise about where our money goes. Building a dope sneaker collection on a budget is entirely possible, but it takes time, it takes planning, and it takes discipline. If you love sneakers like I love sneakers, it's worth it. You can also keep your eyes and ears peeled for raffles. You won't be getting the shoes on any sort of discount, but it's the surest and for some shoes the only way to get super hyped sneaker releases for retail. The aforementioned Travis Scott collabs, any collab with Amma Meniere, the recently reimagined Jordan 3 White Cement and Jordan 1 Chicago from last November, anything Yeezy or Bad Bunny at Adidas, you're only getting these shoes for retail if you win a raffle. Raffle in this case just means you win the right to buy the shoes for retail. But I suppose you could also enter sneaker giveaways. Just be wary that sneaker giveaways on Instagram are mostly scams. So do your due diligence before clicking on anything that says you won any sort of giveaway. As you can probably tell by these 17 spam calls you get on your cell phone every day, we are in the age of the scammer. And lastly, look for GR versions of Hype Collab colorways. Usually if a shoe is a collaboration and it's getting lots of buzz before its release, it's going to sell out quick and resell for way more than you or I can afford to spend on it. But brands will often release more widely available versions of these shoes with slight tweaks. New Balance has been doing this 
with all of their Amelion door releases, especially the 550s. ALD will release a 550 in, say, white and green. It'll sell out quick and hit the resale market at a premium price point. But a few months later, New Balance will release a general release version of the 550 in white and green, albeit without the ALD branding and often with less expensive materials. But the shoe looks and functions the same as the one you couldn't get your hands on a few months back. Nike just did this with one of their Color of the Month Air Force Ones. Back in 2019, Nike and Off-White released an all-blue Air Force One with a silver swoosh and Off-White branding to coincide with the Off-White exhibit at the Museum of Modern Art in Chicago. The Off-White AF1 MCA was released in limited quantities and has resold for well over a thousand bucks ever since. But a few months ago, Nike released the University Blue Air Force One as part of their Color of the Month AF1 campaign. The University Blue shoe is covered in the same sky blue as the MCA, this time with a white swoosh instead of a silver one and no off-white branding. Still, the shoe is close enough to the off-white one that for anyone who wants to rock that look but can't afford the more limited version, this is a nice consolation prize. Shoe brands do this all the time, and if you see a cool colorway collab but can't get your hands on it, wait for a GR version to come along. It usually does. After all, those of us on a budget can't afford to rock off-whites. And besides, if the only reason you're collecting shoes is to show everyone how hype and wealthy you are, you're listening to the wrong podcast, my friend. This week, anyway. So there you are. Hopefully this episode helps you get well on your way to building an affordable collection of kicks that keeps you looking and feeling fresh. As always, thank you for your time. Thanks for hanging out. Next week, we'll continue our city series with episode number two, The Sneaker History of Tokyo, Japan. I hope you'll come back and join us for that. Please take care.